Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Rick and Morty, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by John McKenna. Hi, everybody. Rick Griffin. Hi. Carlton Smith. Hello. And Andy Potter. Hey there. Uh, welcome to the Rick and Morty off-season overly animated coverage. Um, it is it is now the eternal Rick and Morty off-season once again. We're here for unspecified amount of time, says Mr. Poopy Butthole, to uh, wait until season four of Rick and Morty. But our podcast will not be stopping. We will have a semi-weekly pod- Rick and Morty podcast still for a little bit. So stick with us for the Rick and Morty off-season um, today, our first uh, off-season podcast will be uh, ranking the season three episodes. Um, Ten to one, we'll be going down our consensus ranks uh, of the uh, season three Rick and Morty episodes. More on that in a second. But to make sure you don't miss any of our off-season podcasts, subscribe to us on iTunes. Search for Overly Animated Rick and Morty. That we have a Rick and Morty specific feed. Uh, or if you're listening on YouTube, subscribe to us there. Um, we will be having more Rick and Morty content. So if you're subscribed, you don't have to worry about missing any of that. So. Um, what we're doing here is this the second time we've done this on this podcast. Uh, I've created a rather than have everyone give their individual episode rankings for uh, the season three episodes. I've polled all of everyone who has been on a Rick and Morty podcast for this season um, in overly animated um, plus uh, Carlton, who's newly joining us here and we'll get his take soon. Um, and I've averaged out our rankings. Um, so I, people gave us 10 to one. So it's not grading each episode. We're just ranking them like on numbers one, two, three, four, etc. Um, and then it's pretty simple. I just gave 10 points to who, pe- people's first place choice, nine in the second dot 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 one to last so um i'll i'll give you um the average ranking of the episode um and then we'll see who had it high who had it low people will defend themselves people will say why they had it in this place and we will see how it compares to your list and you can uh, let us know after the podcast um but uh okay so before we get into this i already have everyone's ranking so oh and i i should say i i know our consensus rankings our co-hosts here do not um, so we will see their reactions as we go down the list. Um, but they have already submitted their rankings, and I want to let's let's get some takes before we get in. Uh, John, let's start with you. Um, what do you think stood out to you um, when when doing when compiling these rankings of the season three episodes? Um, did it like did was it clear which were the standout episodes, the not so great episodes? Were they all kind of similar to you? Uh, for me, it was quite easy to get at least the top four. Uh, throughout the whole season and just being doing these panels, you when we start talking about them, we start reviewing them, like there was it was a quality season straight through. But there were just those episodes that you're going to be thinking about uh, as long as this hiatus goes on. You're going to be thinking about those episodes, revisiting them, constantly watching them. Just You want to dig deeper and deeper and deeper into them. And I have a feeling that those are going to be in the top bracket for everyone else as well. And for the bottom three, again, and the bottom three, same thing. They're just those that are... While still good, they were just forgettable. They didn't have interesting elements or plot threads to them, and the characterizations weren't weren't as sharp as they were elsewhere. Uh, but the, um, the so the tough part for me was sort of the middle that that middle area that didn't quite make the top, didn't quite make the bottom. That had some great moments, but just didn't have enough of them. That was sort of the tough like three or four. But for me, at least, it was it got kind of easy to sort of block them together and adjust them as necessary. So. 
Yeah, there were definitely standouts for sure on the good and the bad side. Okay, yeah. So you had, you had tops and bottoms. Uh, Britt, what about you? Um, was it was it an easy process to rank these episodes for you? And um, were there ones that stood out as best and worst? There were ones that stood best and worst. But the problem is, a lot of the episodes would have like one plot that I liked or a couple of scenes that I really really liked, and then maybe I would like not really care about the rest of the episode, like Pickle Rick, like the scenes with the therapist. Oh. I love therapist talk. Let's talk about some psychology. Like, those are great. Let's let's do some psychoanalysis. That's, like, right up my alley. Pickle Rick fighting as a rat. Like, I really, I rewatched the episode, and I literally was like, I don't have time. I literally do not have the patience to watch these scenes. Like, watching an action movie during the fight scenes, I take a nap. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so you, yeah. And some episodes may be like the A plot, but not the B plot, to, like what yeah. you're getting into. Yes. Yeah, I so. gave me scenes of Beth. I liked Beth's plot, but the plot with Jerry could have not ever existed. Okay. So yeah, you, um, so yeah, you've identified Pickle Rick, ABCs of Beth. Uh, Carlton, any, do you agree with those choices as maybe difficult ones to rank and any others you had trouble placing in, uh, specifically high or low on the list? Yeah. So I think my, my top three were easy picks for me, but everything from, five below took a lot more uh time to figure out just because there were a lot of elements i really liked but there were some that i just couldn't fully get invested in or some that i felt were almost out of left field so when i was picking my last or like my bottom tier i really had to think about that like the first three i knew off the top of my head uh the last three on my personal list were pretty much interchangeable i i think i just had to fill in the last three slots but uh, for me, they were pretty much interchangeable about where they fell. Okay, um, and yeah, Andy, uh, generally agree with everyone. Yeah, it was. I think it was pretty easy. There were a couple of kind of hard, like maybe two and three could be swapped, or nine and ten could be swapped. But I think the general list I had was just I had it off the top of my head, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is pretty accurate to what I think is right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, for me, the middle is pretty uh, interchangeable. And then I had my, my tops and bottoms episodes. But as I, I have these ranks in front of me, we do we got we definitely do not agree on what the uh, bottom episodes were. So that's I think the most <laughs> interesting part of going down this list is going to be the uh, what what our lowest ranked episodes are. Actually, I think the top is is pretty standard, but um, there's going to be some controversial rankings early on here. So I want to get right into this. And then um, maybe at the end, we can uh, kind of evaluate um, what what our rankings say about season three as a whole. I was going to ask that now but uh let's i want to get right into the right into the ranking here so let's right off the bat um i think this is maybe our our biggest discussion point is um our 10th ranked episode so i'm going to go 10 to 1 um number 10 on our list last place is vindicators 3 the return of world ender what yeah what i have not okay. even remotely Sounds surprised right. Uh, right so this is um uh there's a few people that had this in last place including john on his list had it in last uh april had it highest in fifth place um me and andy had it second highest um in sixth seventh place on our list um so and uh this is this is a hot topic of debate all season i recently got an email Where do i have mine uh you were a second above second to last for you as and a few people as well um and uh this, yeah, I, I got an email saying, you guys are way too hard on Vindicators 3. It's one of the best episodes of this show. Um, so people feel, there's a lot of differing opinions on this. Uh, I, I have the standard deviation for our rankings, too. It, was, it wasn't as high. This isn't the highest standard deviation um, episode. But uh, yeah, I want to get uh, the takes on why some of you had this so low. John, you had this last place. Uh, what's up with that? We, you know, it was 
it was definitely one of those. It was a bottom three for me. It was just a matter of which one am I going to put in the in the lowest ranking. Uh, you'll, you'll we'll go we'll go through the others pretty soon. I'm quite sure. But the I just had it last because for me it was the most formulaic of the Rick and Morty episodes. It was go to room one, go to room two, go to room three, do task, mm-hmm. do task, do task. More to get upset. More to get upset. More to get upset. Surprise ending. Random rap scene. Done. It just it felt it felt just like it was going through the motions. It wasn't as it wasn't very deep. The characters, yeah, the Vindicators were fine, but it's like I'll remember I remembered like one, which was Ant Man. So and that's I think that was Ant Man. But that was one basically, million ants. One, one million one, ants. Yeah, one million ants. It's the fact I forgot. Uh, How could you forget one million? Oh my god. He's the best. Yeah. He was a million times better than, <laughs> than Ant Man, yeah. Yeah. Well Interesting. Yeah, but it, I don't know. It just it was the least Rick. It, it was the least Rick and Morty episode for a, mm. for a show that loves to bounce around. It was very. It was too linear. Not that interesting. Yeah, Rick. Rick gets evil. Cool. Whatever. Um. It just you know it it's it's not something. It wasn't something I think you could really, I could grab onto. It didn't advance characters at all that much. So that's why I had to put it at the bottom. Okay, um, that's that's pretty pretty decent support there, being a pretty uh, formulaic conventional episode. Carlton, it seems like you mostly agree having this at second to last on your list. Yeah. So what pushed this up from the dead last was the fact they brought in logic at the very end, which I didn't expect. <laughs> uh, they brought um, in logic, of course. <laughs> but what I've really found interesting, and this is why it was so far down on my list, is just. It felt like early Rick and Morty to me. It felt like something that I would have expected maybe out of the first season or two. It didn't feel like it really belonged in the set of season three episodes. Uh, I, I love superhero movies. I'm a big fan of the Marvel and DC universe. So I thought I would have this higher. But when I just started making my placements, it just fell further and further down my list. Okay, fell, fell as you were ranking. Andy, Give uh, you and me were highest on this of the group. Give the Vindicators defense. I think you guys are all wrong because there's there are episodes of this season. <laughs> okay, that thank are... you. You already have a good answer when you uh, started off with you guys are all wrong. I really like that. Okay, continue. Yeah, there are episodes that are worse than this. And by, what I'm saying is that this is a safe episode of Rick and Morty. There's not a lot of really crazy stuff going on, like you guys said. But there are episodes of the season that have very large, glaring flaws, which I think is a lot worse than just being a safe episode that I found actually funny. Like, this episode still has a lot of really funny jokes. It has logic at the end. It has noob noob. This episode is just, I sat down and enjoyed it. And it's not the best episode of this show. It, it definitely isn't. But there are episodes of this season that just legitimately do things that are just bad or just not interesting or entertaining. And that's this show, much- I didn't think this episode was entertaining, and I thought it did a lot of stuff that was bad. Yeah, so you're, cl- well, so, Brit, you're closer to uh, the John side on this? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I heavily agree with Andy here. Uh, it's, it's a, we've, we have a few groups. Like I, so I look, I didn't have this. I, I contributed to this being last because I didn't put it higher than seventh. Uh, but I think this is very much not a bottom tier episode of the season. And the main thing, as I keep saying, this episode is really funny. I think this is a top yes. three funny episode of the season. And I think that, yes, that's not, this show is, that's not like why we're watching the show maybe number one reason, although it's a 
pretty big reason. Um, like maybe we tend to appreciate the um, like really interesting, uh, just like intellectual elements or narrative elements of it. But uh, like that's just such a big factor to me. This episode is very so many quotable lines, memorable side characters. Um, like I'm really unhappy at this being 10, to be honest, but I do think this is indicative of, uh, a lot of people's opinions. Um, like I think a lot of people are agreeing with this being last, uh, and I don't really understand. I think we'll get into some of these next episodes that I think are, should be lower. So we'll see. Maybe we'll compare them as we go up. Um, but yeah, that's number. I think the thing, reason people don't like it so much is that ultimately it's just kind of pointless. We don't learn anything. We don't gain anything. Yeah, I think I think that's when the characters learned anything, all the other characters are kind of throw away. I mean, it's just Yeah, I think I think there's a version of the season where this episode is like important where Morty goes somewhere with his fed upness with Rick. Um this is like a key moment in Morty's characterization, but we certainly didn't get that. So I do agree that uh it's it's got a pretty pretty conventional narrative structure and it doesn't really do anything to the season as a whole, but um I would place that blame on other episodes which we'll get into soon so um let's get to our number nine here and i will say we had a uh, looking at the the total points we have a we have a bottom four episodes basically comprising our lower tier so um it's only only four points higher which is not a lot when we're total when we're summing up everyone's uh scores number nine second to last on our list is morty's mind blowers um this was uh, we had a few differing rankings here. This was last place on a lot of people's lists, including mine, Andy's and Brit's um, Carlton and John were more forgiving at uh, seventh and eighth on their list. So um, I think that we are flipping here from the sides that were just taken before uh, with, I guess, Brit uh, switching sides. So, um, John, you have this highest of the bunch. Uh, what's the defense for Morty's mind blowers? Okay, well, you knew Morty's Mindblower was going to be the interdimensional cable episode in a sense for this season. It was meant to be the breather in between. But but like but like the interdimensional but unlike interdimensional cable, this allowed the writers to kind of showcase, you know, two minute bursts of their own creativity and, and which I actually liked. I liked the I liked the vignettes the vignette story arc. I liked how they were able to make, you know, all these compelling stories in just like one two minute intervals and tie it all together as in a in an episode where it becomes a case of you learn that Rick repress, represses certain Morty memories, both on request and without request, that you see Rick Dove does have some flaws in his character, even both the, the fact he can't ski, the fact he hates losing to Morty and checkers. And some of those vignettes were really funny. You had the the perfectly level floor. Uh, my favorite was Morty's Morty using the super magnets for, to, to grab all those redheads. The fact he thought he was torching an alien, he was actually jerking it off. They were all very, very funny, very funny, short little bursts. It was just a at that point in the season, for me at least, we had had all those very heavy episodes. It was nice just to take a nice relaxing breath and just enjoy something. It's not a top episode because, again, it didn't advance. It, it was just a, it was just jokes. It didn't advance anything similar to Vindicators 3. But unlike Vindicators 3, it actually worked in the fact that there wasn't all that heavy of a plot. So that's why I had to put it. That's why I put it higher. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Carlton, you also had the you you were eighth on this episode. Um, do you do you agree more with John on this? Yeah, and, and this one also just edged out Vindicators for me on my list. But I really did enjoy getting to see all of the different writers and their different ideas and the different like story directions. It was very interesting and a nice departure from just having Justin improvise throughout interdimensional cable as we've seen in the past two seasons. Yeah. Um, 
it's yeah, and a lot of people, a lot of people are are saying they like the mind blower structure better than the interdimensional cable structure. That surprised me. I was not, I was not expecting this reaction from a lot of fans. Um, Britt, Brit, you, you have this last. Um, so, do you think that uh, you didn't like this as much as the interdimensional cable structure? It's not so much the structure. I could take it or leave it. Okay. So much as the content. Some of most of the mind blowers I didn't really consider to be very funny or very interesting. Like, there were a couple of gags, like the alien that he thinks he's torturing. That was funny. Summer's last little bit at the end was funny, but the rest of the episode was just kind of blah. And yeah, like I wasn't captivated. I didn't think it was very funny. Okay. It had some slapstick humor, oh. which I think other people enjoy in the show, but it's like one of the things that I'm kind of like. Bleh. Okay, so um, not connecting <clears throat> with the the humor. That's how I feel about it. You, the burp was how you feel about it. Yeah, Andy. So generally agree on that. Why? We, yeah. This. Do you had it last year? Why do you have it last? This is one of those episodes I was talking about that has one of those glaring flaws, and that flaw is that it's just not that funny. Like, there's the true level joke, which is probably one of the funnier gags the show has ever done but it's just the rest of it's just kind of eh. i i do like the idea that they get all the writers get a chance to try their chops at doing little stories but it just didn't land for me these jokes and i don't think that's a problem with the structure i think that's just a they just didn't have great two-minute stories to tell in this in this in this case and it was just not funny and that's just why it's last here it's boring not funny and kind of pointless yeah, I think I think the stories didn't support the, the structure. Oh yeah, that's, we'll see how much that happens. But yeah, um, and uh, I should say that uh, April and Michelle had this at sixth on their list. They were actually the highest on this. I'm focusing wow. on the people on this podcast, but um, we we pulled every, all of the co-hosts on this on the uh, their episode rankings. Um, yeah, I agree with Andy. Uh, you just didn't find it that funny or engaging. I've given my opinion on this. Most people disagree. I have the second from the bottom overall on Rick and Morty um right now i don't know maybe i guess that's a hot take but yeah uh and uh i think andy and my lists are very similar i think i'm just going to be uh co-signing what andy says a lot my theory is that andy's listened to me too much on podcasts so he just has my opinions now um but we've we've been or did he have his opinions before and you just keep giving them to him because you enjoy them or it's just that Dylan yells at me so much. It's just like, I just yeah, you're, yeah, you're into submission now in my opinions. I think that, I think that might be the case. Okay. Um, let's go to number also in our bottom tier. Number eight is, um, the finale, the Rick Cherry and Morty date. Uh, what? yeah. So, uh, lowest on this episode was Delaney last place on her, on her rankings. Michelle second to last, um, Alex also second to last, uh, me and John had it uh, eighth on our lists. Um, Britt and Carlton were higher at sixth, and April was the highest out of all of us at fourth place on her list. So um, definitely some variation on this episode. No one here on this podcast had it last. Um, however, Andy, you were seemed to be the least forgiving as your second to worst episode of the season. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is. We, and we've, dis- yep. we've discussed it recently, but the brief version. The brief version is this episode has the worst five minutes of any Rick and Morty episode mm. ever. And it's just it's just horrible. The, la- the ending of this episode is just absolutely horrendous. And I've already given my opinion on how bad the Beth getting back with Jerry stuff was done. But just all that together just means this is really bad. You can listen to the other podcast I was on the panel. And I think I pretty, pretty, we, we, we talked about this a lot about how this wasn't really good are, for me, at least. Are we sure that I'm glad we agree? Uh, Britt, you had it much higher, but we'll get to you in a second. Are we sure that uh, there wasn't... It's not so much that... 
the last five minutes being bad is what I meant by I agree. Okay, yeah. Um, so it's, it's and some like this episode I placed higher because I disliked other episodes more. Okay, hot take. So it's not that this is you liked it a lot more. It's just that you disliked others. Interesting. Um, yeah, uh, and I liked the first part of the episode. I I just don't get that. This episode is almost my tenth. Like if if Morty's mind like I fought about whether Morty's mind blowers was ninth or tenth with this one for a long time. Okay, Carlton, you've it at sixth. So what's Andy not seeing here? Yeah, so I've got uh, a few factors going in for this one. You know, there's there's a bit of the sympathy piece. You know, they had to finalify yeah. an episode that wasn't going to be the finale, and so I really appreciate that they tried to to knock out some things before we finish the season. I really enjoyed the banter and the the buildup of Morty's character in that huge moment with the Morty versus the president in a verbal argument. Um, but I also did. I think I divert a little bit here. I didn't hate the last five minutes. I think it's something very interesting we get to see because we get to see Rick's true fall uh, because, you know, he's been this entire season being the greatest and now he's basically lost to Jerry. And so it's different in season one where, you know, Rick was just there and there was the family structure. But now people are going to look more to Beth and Jerry as opposed to constantly looking up to Rick. And I think that was the bigger theme of this whole season. Yeah, that's the most interesting take I've I've seen. Like, as I didn't hate the last five minutes. I've actually I've heard this a few times that uh, people focus on the like this is the fall of Rick, and like it makes sense with the rest of the season. Um, I think that's super interesting. It's something that's like hard for me to even like conceptualize when I'm just watching and seeing just these things that piss me off so much with Jerry and Beth and Jerry. Um, like Rick, Rick barely even re- Rick's arc barely even registers in my mind. But I do think it's like a great uh, approach, and it totally might be what they're thinking when. When they when they approach these last five minutes, um, so yeah, I, I've seen this. I think I think the fandom in general is not as low as uh, you know maybe me, uh, Delaney, and Michelle expressed on that recap podcast on on this finale. Um, uh, John, uh, your brief take on this, you at eighth? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the fan the fandom was really sour. I noticed on on that episode just because it was kind of a disappointing ending to the season. But when you look at some of the el- the key elements, like as was mentioned earlier, like this is the fall of Rick and it, it is, that is the big, that's the big thing. You know, Jerry is back and there's no threat of Rick leaving the house anymore. Like there was at the beginning of season three and really in the beginning of season one, uh, you know, Beth and Jerry are together. Like there is some criticism. It may have been a bit sloppy. We still don't know if Beth's a clone or not. And obviously, yeah, we've had this debate a long time, so I'm not gonna try to revisit it. Uh, but, uh, but you notice know as an as an end, it really wasn't a bad end. Like, yeah, Morty is more self confident. Rick's now on the bottom. Jerry's on top. Which, okay, there you go. First time Jerry's ever on top. It and it does it gives you something to look <laughs> into season four. And yes, I I mentioned that because Britt was because I know Britt had his had her uh, Britt's fan. Yeah, Britt's still, Brit's still shipping it. Yeah, yeah. Please tell me the fan. No, 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 no. Jerry's not in it. Oh darn! It's the president and Rick, <laughs> right? But no, but it is like, yeah, it it was a it was a it was a week it was a weak episode for sure. You could tell it was rushed, so maybe I did lower my expectations a little bit. But as an ending, and sort of had that culminating effect, it did succeed at least in that point. It just wasn't it just wasn't a strong episode, but at least it did. It felt like a season finale, and it still wants me to keep going into season four because I well, now I want to see this new dynamic. 
Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think I really place any emphasis on it, like seeming like a finale. I think I would have just rather had them had a normal episode, and um, it's like, oh, well, we just cut off, we ran out of time, we'll deal with the next season. That would have been more successful. I would have. I would have preferred that as well. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I do understand, appreciate uh, making it like a finale. But um, I will say the one thing I want to emphasize the, with that finale, I made my opinions clear. I'm not a fan, but I do think the first half of it is very funny. So uh, that's why it's not. That's why it's eighth and not not like ninth or tenth for me. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's totally understandable. Yeah. Um, so last of our bottom tier at number seven on our ranks is the Whirly Durly Conspiracy. Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, so we had, a def- again, some variation um, among rankers here. April had this last. Um, uh, me and John had the second to last. Britt and Andy had this eighth on their list. Carlton, way up there at four, uh, at fourth on his list, wow. was the highest among Just crack all of the my rankers. top five. Yeah, so you, you're up first on <laughs> this one. Um, what, why, is, why is this a top five episode of the season? I don't know. There are a lot of interesting gags and a lot of things they could really play with in this episode. And that entire wormhole sequence was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they had Clancy Brown uh, guest starring as Risotto Groupon. They had some great moments between Rick and Jerry, even, you know, Rick going so far as to basically tell jerry what his problem is which we've spent kind of three seasons figuring out well why do we hate jerry why do we dislike jerry rick just spells it out and kind of puts words into the thoughts we didn't have uh the immortality field was something that i really appreciate in that little hotel sequence and that entire you know brother sister running around gag and then ideally one of the show's darkest moments was having uh the brother kill the sister accidentally and so i just really appreciate that that was very dark yeah, it, it really furthered, you know, Rick and Jerry's relationship. You see a little bit of Jerry growth, and even though he's, like, the least favorite character, it's always good to give some growth to some central characters. Okay. Um, and again, I feel like I'm saying this a lot, but you know, despite the fact that I'm, I and other people may have been sour on this episode on the podcast, I do think this is a favorite of a lot of fans, um, so I like uh, representing that opinion here. John, uh, you have this as your ninth ranked? Uh, yeah, I did, because it was very... Um... I really didn't want to have it that low because I had actually really – I was actually a really fan of that episode. It was really uh, fascinating to watch because I was so happy to, that Jerry got his own back. He actually was contemplating killing Rick and there was some growth to him. He was standing up for himself. It got spoiled later on because I felt like it just got wasted when, he had, mm. when we had that whole arc about the um, – when we had that whole arc about her can't – that he can't break up with his alien girlfriend. I forgot her name, but it was uh, it, Kiara. There we go. He, he couldn't break up with Kiara. So I felt like it was some, it was going somewhere. And I remember enjoying it better, rooting for Jerry. And I think the fact it got spoiled later on, it just, I was just, oh man, that was, it's just wasted. But I still remember it being a, a you know, a decent episode. It, it just got pushed lower for me in the rankings just because, I don't know, I, I started souring it more and more and more. So that's why I had it at second to last. I guess it's it was just war of attrition by that point. Mm, yeah, I I do think it, this episode plays a lot worse in the context of the full season, so I can understand that. Although I don't I don't not the biggest fan of punishing episodes for later in the season, but yeah, they don't really do anything with the the development with Jerry here. Um, Britter Britter Andy, quick thoughts here on Whirly Dirly conspiracy. I really liked it when I first watched it because I really liked the monologue scene. Of why we hate Jerry. Because I have been very frustrated with Jerry. Having just finished been watching all the entire show. But the more I've watched it. The more I realize that other than that. Monologue. And that like. Sort of part of the episode. 
there wasn't much to it, so I didn't rank it as high as I had initially cared about it. Okay. And uh, Andy? I had kind of similar opinions. The The field was really cool. I thought it was a cool idea. Jerry was okay in this episode, which is probably the best he's ever been. And the wormhole scene, I liked that. I, I like that. I like the wormhole scene. I think it was interesting, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that, that that wormhole scene. I could see varying opinion a lot just because it's uh, it, it's such a non-standard scene. Uh, like for me, I didn't connect with it. it. Um, not just not the biggest fan of this episode in it's, general, but it's it's art for art's sake. Yeah. OK. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, some variation on that. But that is uh, the worldly Durley at seven. The last of our mi- uh, our, blo- our low tier. We kind of have a middle tier here. Two episodes that ended up tied for fifth on our list. Um, so let's get into the first of those fifth place ties now, which is uh, Rick Mansing the Stone um, comes in uh, right in the middle on our list. This episode had an incredible amount of variability in our rankings, by far the highest standard deviation, which means that people are ranking it high and low. On this very podcast, we have someone who ranked it first and someone who ranked it last. So wow, let's, let's uh, uh, <laughs> Brit is this is Brit's number what? one episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is Britt's number one episode of the season and Carlton's number 10 episode of the season. Wow. Um, we also had Michelle. Oh, and not, not just Britt, though. I literally this... watched this episode today to make sure I made the right decision. <laughs> I was like, yep, this is my favorite. We also had Michelle at uh, second on her list. So it's not just Britt. Britt, yeah, why do you love this episode? Because it's a good episode. It's really fun. I really like the um, atmosphere that they picked for like the children to take off their rage and emotions of their parents getting a divorce and you see them have emotional growth. I even thought the arm thing was funny and usually gag jokes like that. Just, I'm like, but this one was funny. We got to see summer become a character. She had like her own plot. The dude with the mustache and the helmet jock strap made of leather and all this dumb outfits. And Rick was like, we just, we got to get this, element thing and it was like both had like classic elements of a Rick and Morty episode and also went off and like was very creative in its own direction and it was just great. It was funny. It was I like fun. It was just great. It was funny, says Britt. Now let's get the other side. It was very creative. It was very creative as well. <laughs> it was, but it it had all the things that I like. Universal praise from Brit. Um it's perfect. <laughs> uh so Carlton, why why do you hate it so much? <laughs> so much. It's the one it's just forgettable for me mm. and i've come in to like watching halfway through it in some points so i just have to change the channel it's like the one episode that i cannot watch all the way through because i just can't i i can't get into it or maybe it's because i dislike the mad max movie so much Ooh. because it's not like we, my type of movie can we get in into that like that's a hot take we're gonna get into that don't, no <laughs> <laughs> i mean i love the message of it i just don't like the apocalyptic wasteland aspect but for me, this just, I mean, I just can't remember. I mean, I can remember parts of it, but I just wasn't impressed at all. Not like as a follow up to the Rick Shank redemption that we got. Mm. I expected a little bit stronger of an episode. Yeah, I think a lot of people had that reaction. They, uh, they're expecting more after that explosive first episode of the season. Um, yeah, and then the rest of us are basically in the middle here. Um, Andy uh, and John have it at uh, us. Uh, fifth for the season i have it at sixth um i guess i'm more towards carlton because i don't understand the absurd love for it but i definitely don't think it's a bottom tier episode i don't know 
Um, I, I think it's, it's I think it's solid, um, but I don't really get ranking this one. So I don't know, Andy. I I'm with similar opinion. I I this episode was funny. I mean, it was it, like anything above like I think seven for me was just like it's a good episode. It's gonna be a fun watch. But I mean, this wasn't like incredible, and it didn't have a lot. It had a little bit of depth in like where we explored Morty and Summer's reaction to the divorce, but it was kind of minimal if if I describe it that way. But it was funny, which is really good. Yeah, John. Uh I liked it. It was I liked it. It was funny. It was also the first pod recap podcast I won, so I have a sentimental attachment <laughs> to it. So, you know, I loved how I loved how they were able to make an entire character out of just an arm that was so <laughs> clever and yeah i love the mad max references it, they were pretty they were pretty funny i liked how they it was the first step towards like walking through dealing with dealing with a divorce you saw summer just come out and just be an awesome like apocalyptic warrior prin- yeah just apocalyptic warrior princess that was so cool uh and you know what it was just it, it had a lot of great great imagery great scenery it uh morty Morty got to let it out, which was fantastic. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a good episode. It just, you know, why was it not higher for me? We just had so many more better episodes yeah. that it, you know, it, it. I just could. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to drop it any further than I did, though, because it really did deserve to be not in the bottom half yeah there, yeah this is a good episode but there I, there's a lot of good episodes basically um i yeah for me anything above the bottom three I, I just really like so i don't i don't care a ton that this is um you know that this is people have this ranked really high it's a it's a great episode any episode with armathy cannot be last that is my take this is, that's what this is also the episode Dylan, where you first yelled at me because i called armathy a gag not a character yeah so um <laughs> Looking back, I you probably did not deserve that lashing out. I think you did far worse later in the season. So wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, we don't need to bring the panel element into this. This is this is not serious non-panel podcast. Okay. The other one we had tied for fifth on our rankings is the ABCs of Beth. Um, I was highest on this episode out of everyone. I have it third. Um, lowest was april and alex at eighth and then everyone else is somewhere in the middle brick closest to me uh carlton lowest out of all of us but andy and john also had at one slot above him so everyone's generally in the middle with this one um i guess i'll give the defense i've 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 just always been very high on it i think that um i just really love the concept of the eighth lot i think it was executed very well i think the episode's very funny i don't super connect with like the 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 speeches with uh beth and rick but i really appreciate them especially in light of the finale and um yeah, just just a really solid episode for me with specific elements that I, I thought were particularly stand out. Um, Carlton, what's your what's your take on ABC's Beth? I mean, I liked it. I, I did like it fine. It just wasn't. I just couldn't get past the B plot. Really, did not enjoy the B plot. Um, I think everything up to um, Beth's rampage, I really enjoyed. And then that whole speech when she's confronting Rick and, you know, Rick's taking ownership, like bad dad all the way here. I really appreciated those speeches and those uh, character moments because we got to see a little bit more of that relationship. But overall, it just kind of felt all over the place a little bit sometimes. Uh, yeah. And we talked about this episode recently. Quick thoughts, Britt? I mean, I really liked the Beth plot. It was creative. I liked seeing... 
that one, but the B plot was just flat. Yeah. Uh, Andy? I'm a little higher on the B plot than other people. It had some pretty funny lines, like Summer's a beta, beta feminist or whatever thing. Speech to Jerry, and, yeah. and Jerry's like, "Won't you help me?" And she's like, "We just did," and they leave. Like, there's a funny bit. That was that was a pretty good. That was a pretty good moment. Yeah, like there there are so I think the B plot is lower than the there's A plot, a but I like summer. So much. Yeah, summer's great, but I think this episode's funny. It's it's not the best of the season, but it's still funny, and I still like it. And I'd watch it if it was on TV. <laughs> I'd watch it if it was on TV. Andy, high praise, no, twenty seventeen. Wow. Still, there are some episodes of the season that I wouldn't watch that, again. Like, get out, get out of here with that. You'd watch Morty. I'd watch Morty <laughs> Mindblowers. I, that, no, I it's, wouldn't. If you, think, I if you agree with me that every Rick and Morty episode is good, then you'd watch it on TV, right? Maybe I'm lower on Morty's Mindblowers than you then, because I don't think I'd watch Morty's Mindblowers I think that yet. that's like not a great episode, but it's that's a pleasant watch if you're flipping. Like I'm fine with that. Anyway. Um, I, I, guess if, I guess. John, quick thoughts? Uh, great great episode. Uh, Thomas Middleditch. Uh, yeah sold characters yeah. and even the jerry scene with kiara where he of the cojones to uh break up with his girlfriend without blink without putting his children in harm's way it i mean that that's sort of what soured on jerry for me because you learn he's still just a total and complete loser and yeah, it, it, that, 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 it was funny just because he was a loser. It's funny that Rick still defends Jerry. Like, he will kill aliens coming out to get him. So, but it, but I just liked it. It was such a great look into Beth's character. And it was, uh, it was, it was enjoyable. I really liked it. Yeah. I, Thomas Middleditch on this episode might be my pick for best guest starring of the season. I thought he was so good as that character. And you know what it is? It's like you can almost imagine, like in that recording studio, they probably had to give him just the whole room for him to like physically act he was out. Probably those physically scenes. acting out. Yeah, I agree. To get to get that enunciation in, which for me is just great because that means he was really it, he wasn't just there to collect a paycheck and just say hi. I'm in this episode. He was like into it. No, yeah, and no, he's he's very funny, and I'm not surprised he really he really killed that character. So, um, okay, ABC is a bet there in the middle for us, and we've arrived at our top tier of episodes. There's a little bit of separation here for our top four. Um, so let's get mm-hmm. into that. Uh, number four for us is Pickle Rick. Uh, I'm Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. Uh, Andy highest on this episode at second on his list. Um, Britt lowest at seventh. Um, everyone else somewhere in the middle, including a lot of fourth places with me and John Carlton fifth. So um, I think we all generally agree. This is a good episode, but Andy, what's the take for it being a great episode? I think first off, I think that some people, I understand why some people don't like the violent parts with Rick beating people up. But I actually really loved all the violence. I thought it was pretty funny, even when he was just beating up rats and stuff. But I can see where people don't like that. But because I liked those action scenes, that paired with the really incredible B-plot with the therapist makes this just an incredible episode. And I think this is the episode I get most where there's some separation because I get that people don't like gore like that. I get that people don't like this kind of going nowhere thing with him beating up rats and beating up Russians. But there's some really funny stuff even in that plot, like with the laser powered battery cannon and like the, uh, <laughs> the Russian compound of the British. What, what, what's, um, who was the actor playing the um, British guy in charge of the compound? I forget his name. Sarah Fenowitzia. Yeah, he was really funny. Yeah. He was, and, uh, oh man, that, that, the, the whole sequence once we get Jaguar is really great too. That, is, that whole thing is really great. And then of course there's the poop eating and stuff and, Oh, I love it. I love all of it. Uh, yeah, and I should note Delaney also had this um, at uh, second on her list. But I'm a teacher. Good. 
Yeah, yeah. We, we I know. We I think I think you have that second because you got promoted to the recap podcast for that one. But um, we wow, yeah, that's that's wow. my take. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, we all we all generally had this very high. I think it's I think it's a great episode. Um, John Carlton. Uh, yeah, definitely. It was a great episode. Uh, again, Pickle Rick is gonna always get a laugh. This is gonna be one of those episodes you're gonna put up on the shelf and you're gonna bring down every so often to tell friends why Rick and Morty is the greatest show ever. But. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, uh, the interactions, both the, the B-plot with him, you know, getting all those extra limbs and fighting the rats and breaking into the compound and murdering everybody as a pickle was great. And then you had uh, and then you just had the, the scene with a the therapist, which scene with a the therapist where basically uh, you could tell he's trying to get out of it. But it winds up being a case of, you know, the therapist get sort of gets Rick. It's the first time someone, I think, actually was able to confront Rick and just sort of like get what he was about. Which was which you could tell was sort of a bit of foreshadowing uh, toward the end. Now that you know everyone else, everyone else in the family now sort of knows Rick, knows how to deal with him, can sort of keep him in check. But that was the first real scene where Rick's uh, vulnerability or was kind of laid out, but not in an aggressive way, not like outright challenging him, but just you know seeing how that vulnerability is is his own self his own intelligence is going to kill him in the end was the message and when you have those two just blend so well together it was a it was a it was a very it was a funny well-written treat a funny well-written treat john 2017 yeah carlton and 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 now i want to pick now you want to yeah a pickle treat yeah um that's yeah uh carlton i still don't want to pickle but i do agree with what he said uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. no. yeah, let's let's go around the horn on uh, if you like pickles or not now but yeah good episode cucumbers for days um he was i, I loved it i love that entire b sequence because yeah we get that rick is a, a a genius but we've never really seen him in a situation where he has little to no control over what's about to happen to him so seeing him roll out onto the street almost die end up in the sewer almost die and then have this iron man-esque transformation sequence and just kind of make the best out of everything really cool to watch just see uh the genius at work i really did like having susan sarandon as the the therapist and having her basically just read rick uh to his face Mm -hmm. and we kind of get to see the beginnings of that beth rick reconciliation moment starting uh, when they go out to get drinks while (laughs) unfortunately uh summer and morty are still left uh untherapized <laughs> yeah you want to go back to therapy yeah not not bad therapy yeah so, yeah so yeah good good takes there um i like the audible reaction to when you mentioned cucumbers um apparently str- some strong feelings on cucumbers from our panelists here but um brit uh you have it seventh i assume you're not that low on the episode but your brief thoughts it was <sighs> Like I said, I really like the therapy. Let's go psychoanalyze things. But like the rat scenes and basically any scene where Rick is a pickle but not in the therapy room, I was kind of like, nah. You didn't even like the Russian Rick? compound? No. Mm, hot takes. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I really like. I, I was. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible, but I was like this. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You just it doesn't. It doesn't add anything to the series. It's just what, Rick being a pickle didn't didn't like advance his <laughs> development for you, like as his character arc. No, no? okay. Wasn't even all that fun. I thought it was fun. Like if they were gonna do this, they could have like I don't know. 
I will say a lot of people are in had it pay off in some way to the greater series. Yeah, I could have a single one of those characters came back. He could have fought Edel Morty as a pickle, and I would have been more interested. Morty as a pickle. Oh, that's the season four episode. Yeah, um, Evil Morty. Oh, Evil Morty. Rick is a pickle. Evil Morty is a pickle. Evil Morty is not a pickle. No. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I was I was gonna say Jaguar comes back, but no, that's just in the stinger. So um, yeah, I will. I would like Jaguar to come back, but he no, that would ruin the joke at this so point. So far, but been. yeah, um, yeah, I will always defend Jaguar in the content scenes. All great, great stuff. Okay, let's move on to our number three. Um, very close uh, between our numbers three and two. So basically a tie for second, just one point separating it. But coming in at number three is rest and Rick's laxation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. We uh, ranked very highly by some of us, including John, first place on John's list, um, second place on my list, and then third on Carlton, Andy's, April's, um, close behind for others. Britt had it at uh, fifth place. So we're all generally very high on this episode. John, best episode of season three? Uh by the skin of its teeth, it beat out the it beat out my number two episode, which I'm just gonna take a stab in the dark at the number one. I won't we'll, say what we'll it is, but we'll I feel like, I have a feeling yeah, it's that good. It but it. just just the thing, I as far as a character episode, it's the best that this show has ever done. It's also one of the best character episodes in animation I've seen in a long time. It's you see, it's basically Rick and Morty minus Rick and Morty. You take all the supposedly bad stuff, which we learn is the bad stuff that they identified themselves, split it from their body, and what do we get? We get a sort of pa- uh, passive, it's not a great word, but, you know, a passive, pleasant Rick who, you know, who's intelligent, but who's intelligent, but he's not an asshole. And then you have Morty, who's just got Jordan Belfort levels of confidence, which was so entertaining just because of how unmorty like he was he's he's selling stocks in a boardroom he's got a great girlfriend he's has no fear of talking to women he gets himself he basically gets himself two women in the space of an episode which is which and he blows he blows one of them off and then he comes back and realizes what happened later but it's just it was just so interesting to see how those two characters think of themselves because we would see them as once we we see them as one thing. How do they see themselves? What do they see as their problems? Morty saw it as his timidity. Rick saw it as his, I think I guess his care for Morty and also his more jackassy behaviors. You saw what happens when that's let loose, and you get this whole sense of they. And you really come drives on the point where they both need both halves of their personalities. Rick needs to have his sort of more passive, docile self to keep his evil, super genius self under control. And without Morty sort of taking a step back, considering other people's emotions and really sort of, you know, thinking through certain things, not not, you know, panicking or not panicking. He just becomes a an almost a laughably insufferable, although brimming with confidence guy. So it was that was why it was my favorite episode. It was so it was funny. It was revealing. It was interesting. It was a clever piece of writing. That's why I had to put it at the top. Yeah. I, I co-sign in uh, most of that. I, I fucking love this episode. So um, second, one of my top top 25 like episode TV episodes of the year, like really, really good. Um, echo a lot of that. Any any we do we do good good length review from John there. Anything to add from from the rest of the panel? I think that there's also to say that I think this is the best episode of the season that combines comedy with character progression, because mm-hmm. there's some episodes here like Pickle Rick, I think has some character progression, but it's 
kind of stops the comedy. But this episode, we get some really interesting introspections into the characters while keeping it really, really funny. And that's a really hard thing to do, and I really like it in this episode. Like, ev- like uh, what was it? Toxic Rick and Morty are just both really funny characters. But like, I like to think about that. That's a really interesting way to do this type of um, mirrored evil characters here, and I really like it in this in this situation. Yeah, I just like how dark this episode is and like how dark some of the humor is and just how enraged Rick is like the dark side of Rick is and he's like running around and he's just like fuck everything and I'm like yes you do you yeah you do you <laughs> and then the like one off character what is her name he's like <laughs> say your safe word and then she lets see cucumber yeah. Yeah. see cucumber <laughs> yeah she's she's like a top top 10 minor character this season definitely She's incredible. Oh yeah, like one of the one one of the quiet jokes. He's just like, uh, "Should I stay or should I go?" He's like, "You do whatever you want, babe." And she just goes, "I'll stay." Yeah. I'm like, wow, <laughs> she, okay. She into it, yeah, it's like she she's into Morty. All right, go Morty. Yeah. So weird. Into healthy Morty. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Really, really love wrestling relaxation. Um, a lot, a lot of praise on this podcast this season. Let's move on to our number two uh, of uh, season three. Um, a lot of people will be happy it got this high is the Rick Shank Redemption. The first episode of the yes. season. Um, everyone uh, at least decently high on this. Me and Delaney, the lowest at uh, fifth on our list. So that's the bot. That, that's where it bottoms out. No one had it first, though. Um, Carlton and April and Alex highest at second. So, Carlton, your highest. Why don't you give the uh, why the Rick Shank Redemption is so great? I'm, I mean... They, uh, to, to use a pop culture term, they pulled a Beyonce and just kind of dropped this on yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I really appreciate that this is the episode we got dropped on. Uh, it, it picks up right after season two, so you can tell there's some overarching plot development. You get to see uh, a lot of great moments happening. You get the stinger where you get to see Phoenix person and you get Phoenix to see person. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like there's, there's a better name we could have given him, but that's fine. <laughs> no, Phoenix person is perfect. <laughs> How dare, How dare uh, but yeah, continue. <laughs> but you know, you get to see uh, just the start of Morty's progression of, okay, I'm almost over all of Rick's antics. We're kind of, we're kind of done here. And you get to see uh, the the Beth and the Jerry dynamic change almost in an instant because they have that moment where, like, you know what? I really just want to focus on you and our marriage. And then Rick walks back through and it's done. And it really just sets up a lot of elements and beats that we get throughout the season. So I really love this episode. I love the uh, the Shonies and the cult following mm-hmm. created. With the McDonald's situation, uh, no, not getting into that. Nope, <laughs> not, not, oh. not, not talking about that one. But um, yeah, no. it was like it was like honey mustard. It was like honey honey mustard or something. I not forgot. talking. Not yeah. talking about I think that. It was cool ranch. Yeah, not not getting into that. But uh, not touching that one. It's okay. Yeah. So yeah, loving <laughs> loving Rick Shank Redemption. Um, yeah, we we talked a lot about it. Uh, just just great episode. Any 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 further thoughts from anyone? I think this episode is a little overrated. Yeah, you still, yeah. Well, you still had a fourth, so you know. No, no, but it can still be overrated if it's high in my list. I people like really thought this was like the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, I look, look, I agree, it's slightly overrated, but I feel like we're like splitting hairs. Like we we think it's great, it's just not the oh, like not not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all I'm saying. I I I I mean I I generally agree with you, but um, I think we're all we're all very high on this, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so let's talk our number one, unsurprisingly, uh, far and away our number one episode of the season uh, is the Rick Lantis mix-up slash Tales from the Citadel. Everyone had this ranked either first or second on their lists. Wow. Yeah. Um, only John, Britt, and that's it, had this ranked uh, second. Everyone else's wow. number one episode of, of the season. Um, yeah, I've, I've sang this episode's praises a lot on the podcast. I've called it one of the best TV episodes of the year. Still standing by that. I think it's still probably the best animation episode of the year heading into mid-October. Um, I doubt it will be decrowned, uh, dethroned. Um, just one of the best episodes of the show, definitely number two for my show rankings right now, but, um, can't say enough about, uh, about, uh, Rick Lantis mix up. Um, John, uh, John, um, you don't have it at number one, but, uh, is that saying anything? Uh, it's saying that I gave it a 97 out of a hundred okay. and Preston Rick's relaxation got a 98 out of a hundred. Yeah. Which, which is fair to me because that episode's great. So, um, I'm in on that. Uh, uh, Britt, what about you? You didn't have it uh, number one, but you still like it? I didn't like some of the Morty schoolboy okay. yeah. plots as much. Like the scene where they're at the like uh, portal, the giant the wishing, one. The wishing well, was kind yeah. of a throwaway. Yeah. Whereas I didn't think we're commencing the stone had quite a... I don't think it really had any throwaways that were quite that throwaway yeah, do do think the the wishing well and the the kid stuff was the the weakest part, but um, I I think yeah, that, the rest of the episode was quite strong, and I did very much enjoy. There are weaker parts in um the other one, but we don't need to get into that. Um, yeah, we don't. Yeah. Carlton, your number one uh, thoughts on it. I was. I mean, this is the first time probably television has actually surprised me. Uh, because we get the preview and the, 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 the lead up for it and we're expecting this huge underwater adventure and then all of a sudden you get that shift after the title and then you're just wondering, well, what's happening? And then all of a sudden, Evil Morty shows up and you're like, oh, that's why it's called the mix-up. <laughs> and you just spend the entire time ingrained in this, this, uh, the Citadel plot and for a second I was like, I wonder how these adventures in Atlantis are going. Are we going to switch over there and then switch back? And the entire time I was just proved wrong. We just got a whole Citadel centric episode and it was some of the best storytelling of the season. And probably I mean, compared to some of the other animation, best of the animation that I've seen this year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think I have this at number two of the series overall briefly, Carlton, um, where did, where does it rank among the series wide episodes for you? Easily in my top five, definitely probably my number two or my number one, depending on the day. Depending on the day, yeah, I feel that. Andy, what about you? Uh, similar to Carlton, it's two or one, depending on the day. It's a This is just an amazing episode of television. It's super funny. It's super interesting. It was really surprising when it first came on. And it's really interesting to me that this is almost like a better version of what they did in Morty's Mind Blowers. It's like a bunch of tiny little stories all at the same time. But it just is done so much better in this episode, and I love it so, so well. much. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's different. It's different concepts. These are words. Yeah, I, I, it's but it's short. Never yeah, mind. It does better with like the yeah the vignettes. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, it was it worked. It worked with the vignettes because it worked in the context of this of the new society that's being built, right. and yeah. it, you just have and it's just so. It's again. It's a ju- it's a uh, Justin Roiland showcase, and it's just it's. And as it, from a political perspective, it actually got to be very interesting because in the new Citadel, Mortys are now empowered, which is such an interesting idea that 
Ricks are allowing Mortys to have, you know, rights for a change. Yeah, yeah it's a really interesting concept executed um, almost, if not perfectly. Uh, just, just, just phenomenal. We'll be talking about this one for a while. So, uh, this is our, these are our rankings. Let's go through it again. Number one, Rick, Rick Lantis mix up. Number two, Rick Shank Redemption. Number three, Rest and Rick Saxation. Four, Pickle Rick. Tie for fifth, ABC's of Beth and Rick Manting the Stone. Seventh, Whirly Dirly Conspiracy. Eighth, Rick Turian Mori to Date. Nine, Morty's Mind Blowers. Ten, Vindicators Three, The Return of World Ender. Overall, I am content with these rankings. <laughs> what do you guys think? I'm most upset with Vindicators that's, that's, three, yeah, but that's I mean... my biggest issue. But uh, <laughs> it's it's fine overall. This is these are good rankings. Yeah, it's overall it's yeah. fine. Okay. I still don't want to see your Pog collection. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Noted. Um, so let us. Oh, also, yes. I also found it really interesting. We didn't even mention the B plot of Early Early Conspiracy. Like we didn't even touch on it. That's how oh, wow. forgettable it was. <laughs> yeah, don't remember. There was a. B plot and early early yeah. conspiracy. It was, it was one with the giant people. The enlarged the giant the giant summer. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. I actually liked that. There's some defense of that on this podcast. So, um, yeah, it, it was all right. It just you know that was. I mean, the whole focus was that it was Rick and Jerry. That was Rick and, uh, that, Rick and Jerry of, episode. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Okay, so let us know what your rankings were. Leave it in the comments on our website, overlyanimated.com. If it's on YouTube, you can leave it there. Um, you know, these are the consensus rankings, so you can't just say one of us is wrong. That's uh, it's, <laughs> we're all wrong. We're all going down together on this ship. Um, so there you go. Uh, let's let's close this out by uh, going around the horn and get um. Now that now that we ranked the episodes. Um, how does this crop of episodes stack up to previous seasons uh, like episodes? So not necessarily like the season as a whole, but now that you saw the specific rankings and you went through them, your yours, uh, does does it stand up? Does it compare well to seasons uh, one and two? Uh, Carlton, let's get your take on this first. I think it does. I I think season one was kind of their testing season, really seeing, you know, what works. In season two, we got to see a bit more of the build and the story and the lore aspect of it. And season three is just kind of that perfect balance almost of lore, plot building, while also having those funny one-off adventures. So I definitely think it holds up. It might be tied with season two as my top season, if not right under season two. Nice. Okay. Um, John, what about you? Uh, it it holds up for me. But for me, those top three episodes are might be the top three episodes in the whole show. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it, it holds up really well. This season was mm-hmm. just when you have like seven, when you have like seven out of ten episodes that are just really really good, you made an amazing season. Like most most cases, it's like if you get a like a get just half, you you're done well. They did an amazing job this season. I'm so uh, it was such. Just really wonderful to see this show this year. It was really great. Wonderful, yeah, I, I agree with that. Just, just w- wonderful to podcast about this show all season. Um, yeah, Britt uh, holds up well compared to seasons one and two. Of course, I loved it the most. The most number one season for you. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, um, Andy. Yep, it's the, my favorite season of the show. Like John said, there's just so many good episodes in the season. It's hard to not call this the best season of the show. 
Yeah, I think it's barely it's barely better than season two. I think they're close. Um, if the finale, if it had a really strong finale, would have I think it would have been a clear a clear number one. But uh, g- given given the finale, season two it did have a very strong finale. Right, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that that's the argument for season two. It works better as a whole. It ended stronger. Um, I think the sum of the if you're looking at it from a sum of its parts angle, I think that season three might be the best season. So, um, you know, we're all either on it being up there or if not the best season. Uh, let us know what you think of that as well. I, again, I think some places you will not hear that opinion stated. So, uh, or, uh, I think they're wrong. <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, and clearly the show's great. I don't know, I don't know what else to say there. So, uh, yeah, g- give us your feedback on this. That's all for this. Um, let us know anything about the seasons or episode rankings. Find us at overlyanimated.com um and leave comments there make sure you subscribe to us you don't miss future rick and morty off-season podcasts um have some plans for the next one we'll see uh and that'll be out either next week or the week after so i'm gonna try to keep going with these rick and morty off-seasons for a little bit uh so make sure you stay tuned for that um consider uh supporting us via patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, John, a.k.a. Johnny Bravo. And thanks, as always, to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. Um, if you want to give us your take in, quote unquote, in person, like in virtual person on text chat, you can do so at Discord, um, overlyanimated.com slash Discord for our invite link. Um I just recently posted in the, I don't know, I wasn't planning on mentioning this, but I recently posted the uh, YouTube video to the Rick and Morty porn parody trailer on our Oh my our god. <laughs> Why did you bring this up, Dylan? You know, Brett, what did you Entertainment do? Weekly had an article like, here's the trailer for the Rick and Morty porn parody. I'm like, why? It's not content. You can just post that as an article on your, your <laughs> entertainment site. But um, it's kind of a fun. Brett, did you have a hand kind in of this? A funny. Uh, Brett was not making the. <laughs> it's not involved in the board parody. I don't know who. I don't know who is making this, but um, it's it's it obviously seems tacky. But they, there's a lot of references to the show in it, so you can just check that out. I don't know. We don't need to plug that, but that's the type of quality content you can find in our Discord. And um, of course, check out overlyanimated.com for all of our. Uh, all of our animated shows coming up: Voltron, Legendary Defender, which I do think Rick and Morty fans might like, and. Um, about among uh, Ruby is starting up again too, which you know, yep. Rick and Morty fans might like that too. I can see that. So, uh, those are our upcoming shows. Check out all that overlyanimated.com. Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Take care. <laughs>